0: and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where I and my guests share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand, to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host Claire Vaughn and on today's episode I am so excited to be joined by Merit Khan. Merit is an entrepreneur, author, a certified speaking professional. She is the CEO of Select Sales Development. Merit has spent more than 2 decades working with professionals across a myriad of industries. She helps to sharpen professional sales skills, fine-tune action plans and most importantly, shift mindsets about what is possible for her clients' lives, businesses, And growth potential. Merit, thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Claire. Yeah. So, one of the things that I want to make sure that people um, think about, so you might be going, oh, sales, I'm not a salesperson. I don't need to know this. Now, it stopped right there. (laughs) Everybody does sales, every, in every, everybody does sales. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care. You are always in a process. Sales will help you whether you're looking for a job, want that promotion, want more clients. Sales will help you. So sit tight we're going to give you some great tips. Meredith is here to give you some awesome tips. So I just wanted to make sure that we um, kind of clarified that because I think there's a little bit of a misconception and I don't know if you have anything to add to that where people kind of don't really think they do sales. Sales people do sales. Sales is sleazy. I don't do sales. What do you tell people like that, that think
1: that? Well, no, certainly none of us have, you know, tuck our kids in at night and say, gosh, I hope you turn out to be a salesperson. Um, but, you know, I think the <laughs> reputation is salespeople are pushy and aggressive and we've, you know, used car and snake oil and all of the things. But the truth is that we are all representing an offer in the marketplace, right? We're all, whether that's ourselves as an entrepreneur and and why branding is so important because we all have a brand, whether or not we've deliberately designed it is a whole different story, but... Yes, right. of course, we're all in sales. We're, you know, we're all trying to be influential with other people. Even if you're trying to sell your buddy and going to the movie you want to go to and not the movie they want to go to, that's a sales conversation so, I mean, mm-hmm. but our philosophy on it with our company which is Select Sales Development and we spell it S E L L E C T but we actually want you to stop selling and start getting selected. So it's a definite shift in mindset and I think it's a lot more comfortable for the entrepreneurs and professionals that we've worked with over the years because they don't want to see themselves as a salesperson. They're a professional with expertise. They've worked hard to get to their you know, their level of, of profession. And yet, if you look at attorneys as an example, the way that you become a partner in the firm is not because you're a great attorney. It's because you've brought in clients to the firm. And because you brought in right. business, you get to partner level or you you own your own firm and that's the game that is a sales role yeah yeah, yeah. so wh- what you could so you say that there are four words that can tra- transform sales what are those words well if you're open to it i will give you a little lead up to them um uh, okay. be okay all right well Sure. I, I like to set it up like that. I actually already told you what they are. Um, and if you're <laughs> watching this, you see in my background of my you know, video studio is a pillow that says, are you open to? And those really are the four magic words. And I'll tell you why they're so great. Um, there was a study done in, by, uh, by Pepperdine University a number of years ago. And they asked people, do you consider yourself more open-minded than the average person? And 95% of respondents said yes. Now, I don't know where you went to school, Claire, but back in the old days when we studied old math, uh, those numbers don't work. 95% of us Mm -hmm. cannot be better than the average. But if we think about that from an identity perspective, we all want to be known as somebody who is open-minded. So it's much Mm -hmm. harder for me to tell you no when you ask me if I'm open to something. It's very easy for me to say uh, to no to say no to an invitation, you know, if, to see if I'm interested in something. Hey, uh, I do branding coaching. Are you interested in learning more? No, because there's no, sorry, I didn't. I shouldn't have picked your example. No. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Nobody should be interested in that. Right, right, but, right, right, right. But it's easy to say no. I'm not interested because that has no impact on who I am as a human being. But if I, if you say. Hey, are you open to having a conversation with me about what we do and see if it's a potential match for some of the challenges that you're dealing with? If I say no to that, it's a hit on who I am as a human, right? It's my identity. Then I have, I'm basically admitting I'm not open-minded and nobody will admit to that. Mm-hmm. So it's a right. it, it does transform. I work with a lot of salespeople, a lot of business leaders, a lot of entrepreneurs, and to the person that "Are you open to phrase?" has transformed all of the mm-hmm. conversations that follow it.
0: It's really interesting. Yeah, um, I could. Yeah, I can see that. And funny enough, because you, you're like, um, you know, I don't know where you went to school, but uh, I actually did go to Pepperdine. Oh, well, there you didn't know. graduate from there. Well, didn't graduate from Pepperdine, but I went there for one year, um, and then I graduated from UT Austin. But um, I that was where I went my freshman year in college. So funny enough, I was like, yeah. It's down the oh, street. that's so great! Um, yeah. Okay, so basically, what? How does? Because we talk about your brand, and if you're not working on it, it can still affect you. So, like,
1: how does your personal brand align with how you sell? I think it's such an important question or, and thing to consider because you know, there's when you are representing offers, solutions in the marketplace. People are, mm-hmm. you know, we're all overwhelmed with all the choices. And we, whether we consciously are aware of it or not, when something doesn't align, it something is off in either the language or the branding, something, we pick up on it. On it. And what it subconsciously tells us is, I am not sure I can trust this. So it yeah. lends to, it. it's, you know, People, we've heard this for a thousand years, right? People buy from people they know, like, and trust. You want to make sure that your brand is consistent with the trust that you want to build with a prospect or client. And so Mm -hmm. if... I, in fact, it was a really interesting exercise. I, I just went through this when I took over as CEO for Select Sales. So I had a different brand, and and it was very much my personality. And then I I had this opportunity to take over as CEO, and and the brand at that time was very corporate. The colors, mm-hmm. the the way the website was laid out, the training materials, everything was very you know, IBM old school corporate. That is a hundred percent not who I am. I'm a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian is my my hobby. I'm you know I'm I'm always smiling. I want people to see possibilities for themselves. And so my brand, it would have been inauthentic for me to just kind of pretend to be this, you know, corporate, you know, trainer person. Um, right. It was more authentic to infuse that brand with my personality, my style. And, and when I went through that exercise, you know, choosing colors and choosing styles and going for the photo shoot and how are my videos put together, you can see it really is more authentic to me as the face of that brand. And business has followed because there's a consistency.
0: Yeah. Well, it definitely, I mean, yeah, how you present yourself and you're, you're talking about, do people trust you? And then you went into straight into no like, and trust. And that's exactly what your brand does. It's this gut feeling of like, are they real? Are they truly representing themselves in an authentic way? Because if you're not, it shows. And I think for whatever whatever's off, exactly. whatever isn't just it isn't matched. And it could be not that you're not an authentic person, but you're not representing yourself correctly and you're just like, something's off and I don't know what it is, but it doesn't make me feel that easy. So I'm gonna move
1: on. Exactly. And you don't want that. Right. And I think there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So from a sales language messaging communication perspective, certainly you're communicating with your visuals, but you're also communicating with the words, the the copy on your your marketing messaging your what you say mm-hmm. in a sales conversation how you introduce yourself mm-hmm. all of those things are important and so when when you think about it when you go to my website you will find that it's written in a style that is very much who i am you would see no difference in how i talk to people uh, in the printed word, in my newsletters and emails and things like that, verse, you know, as how I am in real life, I will crack a joke, I will make some sarcastic comment, I will find a funny way to, you know, bring to lighten the mood. I do that in every communication and even in my contracts, right? So my proposals have little things, language like, you know, I know I have to have all the legalese part of a contract that we all have to have. But at the top of mine, it says, you know, my attorney made me put all of this in because that's consistent mm-hmm. with my brand. Like, okay, let's all just take a breath. It's just a bunch of legal stuff. Don't worry about it. Right. Like, yeah, no? yeah, yeah. I guess
0: like one of the things, so people don't really want to jump on the personal brand training. They're like, I don't know how this really affects me with, with sales. I'm great at sales or closing clients or whatever it is. But how can their, your personal brand, I mean, I guess we've kind of already touched on this about the, the how someone's gut feeling about your personal brand. But yeah, I mean, um, I feel like we, yeah, maybe we, I feel like maybe we, we have to. <laughs> I, I don't know. Go ahead with that. If <laughs> you have something to add, I guess it's like, how does it go to, how does it
1: really go together? Yeah. Your personal brand and sales? I think one of the questions that I, I often get is that distinction between sales and marketing. And, and okay. I'm, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the distinctions. I've heard a lot of other people on how do they define it? And I think it's really, really simple. Marketing is everything that happens before a conversation. And once you're in that conversation, mm-hmm. you're in sales. So, Okay. Branding, I think, is incredibly important to consider in both of those areas. Your branding mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective needs to draw people in. You need to paint that picture, whether your branding is more aligned with, you know, I want to be seen as credible and professional or or it's, you know, on the comedian side of, of who I am. I want to be funny and light and you know, and in, um, in not offensive to any audience, right? So I, there's a different, mm-hmm. they're kind of different brands, but it's still all me. And so yeah. once the marketing kind of works and does what it's supposed to, now I'm in a sales conversation. So if I all of a sudden show up differently, it's mm-hmm. incongruent and that gives somebody pause. Right. And then the whole thing is, is out the window. But, you know, where I come in mostly from the training perspective, I would say most of our clients come in because it's the mechanics of selling that they want to strengthen that muscle, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. what do I say when I have an opportunity to meet with a new prospect? And how do I upsell an existing client so that I can do more services with them? And you know, in that perspective, you really want to consider the language and how you're communicating and what is your sales process and kind of know why you're asking questions, not for the sake of asking them, but just because it takes you to a, a conclusion that's good for both people.
0: Yeah, it is. It is uneasy when you seek the the mismatch sometimes when you're like, this is, um, you know, the outward facing presentation. And then all of a sudden you kind of talk to them and you're like, "Hmm, right. <laughs> someone, someone definitely fixed you Clap. up because <laughs> right. this is not what I'm, fi- what I'm getting right now when you're sitting here next to me. Exactly. Um, it's a very interesting thing. So yeah, if you have somebody that's helping you with your branding, definitely make sure that they're in alignment, even if you're not, if you're not as polished, that it can't be as polished. Right. You have to have, if you've got some rough edges, the rough edges kind of have to be there a little bit. Like you were saying with your comedy, if you kind of, if it was just perfect and there wasn't any element of that, and then all of a sudden you got into the room and it's like, bump, bump. You're like, what just happened? Right. I don't, I'm not comfortable. Exactly. So, I do like that that, because I I think that that's kind of one of the things that everyone wants perfection when it comes to what their personal brand and the marketing and all that kind of stuff is, but they, and they don't want to have fumbles. They don't want to show their imperfections and that they're not perfect. But if you don't do that, somebody gets into the room and if you're not perfect, they're going to be saying, Hmm. Why aren't
1: you perfect? Because you only show perfection. Right. Yeah, it's a lot to live up to. Yeah, um, It is. I, I think I've actually learned a lot from studying stand-up comedy. That's helped me uh, on the business side and helped me get over that sort of perfectionism mindset that I had. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was listening to one of your previous episodes. Uh, there was a woman talking about mindset. Maybe it was Mickey something. Um mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. and you actually had a discussion about, you know, people who expect that, you know, the the brand is going to be perfect right out of the gate. And then there's iterations. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out there and you try something, you observe, you you really look and see how did that work? And, you know, maybe I need a little more of this or a little less of that. That's exactly how a stand up comedian really perfects their set. Um, I I did a show on Tuesday night. It was a a big venue in Denver. It's called The Comedy Works. And um, even though I've done comedy in other places, I'd never been on their stage. So they call it New Talent Night. Even though I'm not technically new Mm -hmm. talent, I am to them. So they give you two minutes, which Mm -hmm. is a really, really, really hard thing to do. You know, get as many laughs Mm -hmm. as you can in two minutes. And, you know, I felt pretty good about my set. I got a lot of laughs, all the things. But I knew going in that it didn't have to be perfect. It just had to be good to get a three-minute set there. And I look at sales oh, the same way, um, especially when I'm coaching clients. Like, tell me how you introduce yourself now. Okay, let's mm-hmm. take what works, and let me give you a couple of other sound bites to try the next time. And so you're mm-hmm. constantly building and growing. You know, it's it takes a little time, and you have to – allow, allow the learning to sink in so that you can layer on that next piece. And I, what
0: kind of interests me with, with, so it's actually funny because I've, um, actually (laughs) literally we're, we're kind of speaking to somebody who deals, she's not like a shrink, but she deals with kind of really getting through people's mindset issues. And it's amazing how many times sometimes you get to a high, very high level and you haven't dealt with all your Sleep. Um and all of a sudden we're in a position of having clients going like, Oh my God, like you you So I know particularly for me, and I and I'm totally going to use are you open to? Because so many times they expect you to to do you know, I keep I'm not doing it well, so I'm going to hire you because you're the expert, now make it happen. And, and the, your, your brand, they had zero to start with and they expected it to be perfect from the very beginning. So you probably have to deal with the same thing. I don't know how to do sales. I may be jumping into this area. Now teach me how to do it. And I better be perfect. And I better close everything. <laughs> Go, Merit. Wow. Yeah, like, I know that I have that. <laughs> no, but do you have that sometimes? Sure. I know that we do. Yeah. And sometimes you're, it's trying to deal with these expectations. And sometimes it's not my fault of not doing my job. It's literally the expectation that this person comes into because they haven't dealt with their own issues, whether it's they don't deserve to be there, they don't deserve to be in the sales conversation, they don't deserve to have all of this, um,
1: the light shined on them. I mean, how do you deal with something like that? Well, uh, that is an excellent question. We we have found (laughs) that Being successful in sales, I I could build the case for being successful in just about anything, is going to come down to three key components. And you've probably heard this in different iterations over time. But we call it our open for business framework because we really Mm -hmm. want you to be open for business in spite of anything. And what it comes down to is mindset, mechanics, and motion. So mindset is what you think. Uh, Mechanics is what you say. Motion is what you do. So the very first thing that we do when we are talking to a prospective client or a company that wants us to train their whole sales team is we will do what we call a SWOT analysis, which is also a term you've heard before, you know, strengths, Mm -hmm. weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So we've designed one specific to sales that allows us to get under the hood a little bit and find out some key things about your mindset the mechanics of selling that you are clear about and the motion that you are regular, you know, that is a uh, routine for you. And based mm-hmm. on how you answer those questions, we know where we're starting from. So for some clients mm-hmm. based on that assessment, we are going to start with mechanics because we know they've got a supportive mindset. In other words, some of the things that might show up there are, you know, are you selling? If you think, Ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, and your offer is fifty thousand dollars. You're you're out of whack. Something's something's off. We need to shift the money mindset that you have. That's just one silly little example. Um, motion. If you aren't clear about the average deal size and the amount of money that you want to make and how many deals that requires and what's the average sales cycle and how many conversations to close a deal. If you don't know those metrics, we need to look at that. Uh, in terms of the mechanics of selling, we're going to find out, do you know how to quickly qualify or disqualify your uh, opportunities, your your prospects? Are they you know, a good match for you? Not such a good match, right? So we're looking at those three categories and that informs us where we can best meet you where you are and then bring you to that next level of learning so really if you start with feeling comfortable like you know you have more confidence about what you're saying in a sales process you are likely going to be in more action and it's having better results that's going to shift your mindset I could also start in the motion section where we build a plan. You have a good routine to follow. And because you're doing more activity, you're improving your skills. And that's going to also impact your confidence, right? I can start with mindset. We're going to, I'm going to challenge some of the beliefs that may have been handed down to you. Like We call them the handing me down beliefs, like that sweater you got from your cousin that never really fit. And maybe we just return that to the goodwill and just be like, you know what? That belief, now that I can see it, doesn't serve me. I'm going to give it back. And I'm going to replace it with this supportive belief that gets me closer to what I want to achieve. And so you start with mindset. You shift your mindset. Then you are open to the possibility of trying new things in terms of your communication. And you're going to have better results that way. So it doesn't matter where you start in the framework, mindset, mechanics, motion. But you do need to work on all three. To to be truly at the level that you want to achieve, I that is that
0: is absolutely amazing. I absolutely I love that. I think that that's such an interesting thing because you don't really think about um, you might think about it with sales. I might think about it with sales, but I don't necessarily think about it from a marketing perspective. Um, but sales and marketing are quite similar. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing um, how sometimes you know the assessment of the mindset and. Uh, is a really key, key thing, um, to things that might be holding you back. And, um, so anyway, so a little food for thought. And I mean, I know that there's been other podcasts where we kind of touched on this, it's kind of this same kind of concept. So anyone listening where you, you are thinking that might be me, have a little think about it where there's, where there's something in there that's actually holding you back where I don't feel like I belong or I sh- I don't need to, um, you know, I don't deserve to be here. So it's a very interesting thing that I f- find that
1: you can get to a certain level and still have those those thoughts. Um, Can I offer one other little quick thing? Yeah, Um, sure. I I found what, what, I mean, I've always known mindset was important, but until I really identified the different ways to actually get to work on it, it felt a little, Mm -hmm. it felt a little out there. Like I was like, okay, mindset's important. Now what? So I'll just offer there's, there's really three ways to, understand your own mindset. So there's the internal mind. That's what you, what you say to yourself. And that's like just taking inventory of the thoughts that come into your head about different things. And we have a process for it, but that's just gets you started there's your behavioral mindset. That's what your actions say to other people. So you could do a a DISC profile, personality assessment, behavioral assessment, kind of get a handle on how your actions, how you're wired for action. And then there's emotional mindset. And that's where we do a deep, deep dive into emotional intelligence. And we look at, things like your level of empathy and assertiveness, because those there's combinations of emotional intelligence attributes that are going to sabotage you without you knowing it. And there's things that are strengths mm-hmm. that you lean into. Maybe you're really good with people. Maybe you're really good with making decisions, handling stress. But when you learn really, deliberately what those are for you, you can lean into your strengths and bring up some of the weaker areas so you don't feel like imposter syndrome and all those other things. But I feel like those three pieces create a puzzle that you know, it, it doesn't feel so ambiguous. Like, what does it mean to work on mindset? It's, oh, okay, I'm working on my emotional mindset. I'm working on my internal mindset. I'm identifying my behavioral mindset. And then you have something concrete to get to work on.
0: Yeah, That's so great. So you've given so many tips today, but are there three really solid tips that you can give to somebody to just kind of really be able to navigate their next whatever type of sales they're doing, whether they're t- we're trying to convince that person to go on that to mo- that, that movie with them, or they're trying to get a promotion um, job, whatever it is. Do you have
1: three tips that you can offer? Yeah, I would say definitely, are you open to is your go-to question. So anytime you're going to ask somebody, you know, make an offer or, or anything, just use that as a preface. Um, my second tip would be Just to keep in mind that the first step to a closed deal is always an open mind. Uh, There's no solution that you're going to offer if somebody isn't already coming to you with an open mind to hear that solution. It's like talking to a brick wall, so never forget that. And the third thing I would offer is um, really get a a clear understanding of which of those three key components, mindset, mechanics, or motion, would be the one thing to focus on because it's too much too soon to just say, oh, I want to get better at sales. Okay. You know a little bit now about mindset, mechanics, motion. And if you go to my website, meritcon.com forward slash podcast, there's a freebie in there. I have a document that takes you a little bit more into the details of mindset mechanics motion, and you can do that free SWOT analysis. I will actually personally look at your report and give you a little video, 100% custom personal response back. And people are always like, really? She's going to do that? Try me. Test me. I promise. It might, Uh might be taking me 48 hours or so to get it back to you, but I will look at it. And then you know, okay, here's where I need to start. So figure out which of those pieces is the right entry point for you.
0: Amazing. I, mean, I This has been such a great conversation. I feel like you already told
1: people where to go. But so please, again, tell them where they can go and find out more about you. Sure. Uh, best way to, to get to the hub is just my name. So MeritKahn.com, M-E-R-I-T-K-A-H-N, Um don't forget that forward slash podcast to get that freebie. Um, and then uh, there's a tab on there for training, and that'll take you to the select sales training site. So you can see what some of our programs and offers are in the training space. If you need a, a, a speaker for your next event, or you bring uh, trainers and coaches in to work with your sales team, or you're an entrepreneur that wants to be hooked up with one of our virtual programs and meet other entrepreneurs, just like you, um, that those would be great reasons to get in touch. And I'd be happy to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Merit, for being
0: here. This was such a great conversation. I really, I I, I learned a lot. I definitely think that you gave amazing tips um, and food for thought for people out there that want to be, to really perfect their sales for whatever it is. And I love, are you open to? That is, that is like, you know, kind of mind blowing for me because I'm like, Oh my God, it's so true. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening and watching to this episode of the powerful personal brand podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.